Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And today is August 11th, so it is definitely the past by the time this one goes out. At least like two or three days in the past, for sure. For sure. Whatever. Last week's news today, man. It's what it's about. <laughs> Save room. Giving you last week's news <laughs> tomorrow. Daniel, how the fuck are you? Doing good, man. Feeling really spry. Feeling energized enough, but not like anxiously caffeinated. Really? You know how sometimes like we sit down to do a podcast and we like drink an entire like vente iced coffee and then we're like, let's yeah. brew a fucking French press. No. that's a good idea. No. What's working for me is, is uh, waking up. Uh, touching myself, uh, maybe cleaning up a little, brush my teeth. Then I go to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Then I get my Maventi uh, ice white mocha. With soy. With soy. Mm-hmm. No whip, thank you very much. Sure. Okay? Because I don't need those toots. All right? And then I write, and then it dissipates through me. Like, my, my anxiousness goes into the writing mm-hmm. rather than in the episode where it's mouth filth for the listeners. Right? Then we have this product where we, we're doing all this shit for three, mm. four hours. We don't eat. And then we're just like starving to death. By oh, the I didn't eat. No. I had, I had some chicken soup because I needed to feel sustained. <laughs> but uh, shout out to you today for getting the coffee and doing the yeah. coffee run because I was dead tired when I woke up. I think you got the coffee run last time, right? Yeah. Are we alternating? Is that a thing? No, I'm not even thinking about it. I was just like, my brother needs his cough. All right. Well, I'm going to pen up a coffee calendar so we can uh, keep track. We need to get a whiteboard. We do. We really need... I don't know where we would put it. I'm telling you, we should just write on your TV. I pitched it before. Please stop revisiting that idea. <laughs> I just want to write... I get that this is old news in comparison to your 4K yeah. fucking Cinemax mm-hmm. TV, but I still cherish this thing. Well, since I... It's up- big to me. Since I upgraded to a 4K TV and didn't get rid of the other one, I'm surprised that you haven't just like came home one day and was just like... I'm going to take this 50 inch and like put it in your fucking room. <laughs> You're going to come home thinking yeah. we got robbed. Yeah. Cause we're waiting to get an entertainment center, but we are, you know, lazy bones mm-hmm. and didn't do that. We're like three and a half, four months into this new place and we still haven't fully pulled it all together. We don't have a couch. We don't have a couch. We don't have a couch. Yeah. Hmm. It's okay. That's fine. It's Speaking called, it's called the fuck. save room, not the save living room or fuck. the save. I had a good room. segue. God damn it, Daniel. Okay. I, I was about to say, speaking of couches, I've been playing a couch co-op game and then you fucked it all up. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Back at it again with the bullshits. <laughs> we so, are, we are never off of our bullshit. No. I've been playing Overcooked too. To yeah. answer your question. I, I knew you were. I was going to lead him with you. I know what you know what I'm doing. So you've been super fucking stoked for this game. Yeah. Like, fucking cooking oil coming out of a pan, flashing, banging everywhere. You're so stoked. For sure. Uh, how do you feel about it so far? Um, I, Okay, so I've been having trouble wrangling, wrangling other people into it. Mm-hmm. Or finding absolutely anybody that exists in the gaming world that's as excited about this game as I am. Mm-hmm. Seems like they don't exist. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking excited. Yeah. I really got into the first one. I love doing it. I love showing that game to people. It, okay, so that one, Overcooked... And Beat Hazard are the ones that I beat, love. Beat, beat, beat Hazard. Beat. <laughs> Shout out game. to you, Steve. Um, I forget his last name already. Fuck, what was his last we name? We almost did a whole like shout out feature to him one episode. Because one dude made this incredible music-based algorithm shooting game. They know. We it's explained awesome. it in the last episode. They need to do due diligence to go buy this fucking game, which apparently is on every platform known to man except for the Switch, which is probably something he needs to fix. Anyway, uh, Overcooked is something I like to show people and they honestly go, this is good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. This is fun. It's addictive. And and getting the inner workings of like making sure that, okay, I have a role. I'm going to chop this shit up and supply it to you. You're going to clean dishes. You're Because you can do up to four people. I think you could do like eight 
uh, four on four now because they have a versus mode. Yeah, and there's online play. Yeah, they introduced online play to this bad boy, mm-hmm. which I tried going in solo queuing with the overcooked, and um, we destroyed the score on one of the earlier ones where it was just simple sushi. Okay. And when it got a little more complicated, when there's moving parts, like when the level's moving, because that's something, that's an obstacle you got to deal with if you haven't mm-hmm. played Overcooked, uh, it fell the fuck apart. There was somebody just standing there, did not know what to do, continued to like step in front of me because they were like, oh, I need to chop something. I'm like, we're good on chop. Look, every fucking pan is filled with that meat, my friend. What right. are you doing? Put it to work. Stop chopping. Meet the standards. Stop chopping. Oh, we don't have dishes for this meat. What's you? Uh, okay. But like, again, my... Well, so much like a real kitchen, your staffing is a nightmare. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, but I only uh, use voice chat with people that I know. I have a social anxiety thing, full disclosure, where I will not just jump into a chat with anyone. No, I actually completely understand that. I'm the Fucking same way. Fucking don't like it. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's weird. You don't know what they're going to do. I like keeping it very <sighs> controlled and isolated. You don't know where that conversation's going to go. Exactly. You, you feel like your back is up against a little wall. Like, I, I can be a sociable person, but I feel like there's controlled circumstances. And jumping into the wild west of online chat where 12-year-olds can talk about my mother's bits is not <laughs> the environment I want. <laughs> Those papy, papy pearls. But I do severely recommend over cook too i'm very sad that you and i haven't jumped in but we've i've gotten a few of my friends including burke mm. uh and dave david as well Bright dave attack. from florida so mm. you picked this up launch day right and i, I think every time you've played it you were streaming it right you haven't yeah. played it off stream yet no i haven't played it off stream. interesting i i did the single player at first which sucks it's hard it's, it's a left brain right brain situation where it's like uh rubbing your belly and tapping your head at the same time mm-hmm. you got to control like Two cooks, two chefs, and you'll have one... Okay, so first of all, it's much longer to chop or clean or do anything that has, like, the little timer on it because of single player. Mm -hmm. So what happens is... And this is by design. What happens is if you need to chop up meat, you will set one of you one of you to do it, and then the other guy's got to go, like, prep something else in the meantime because it's going to take twice as long uh, for that shit. Okay. But aren't the score goals a little lower because of that? Like, the more people you add, the higher the score I believe, but when I was wrangling people to like play my single player story with mm-hmm. me, or not single player story, but the story mode, yeah. I noticed this like it didn't like reset the goals. Like it wasn't just like oh, since you're doing co op, now you need to get this three star. It was actually just the same three star. Oh, okay, so that was That's kind of interesting, weird. Maybe they changed it with this one. They might have changed it. Uh, what else is new with this version? Because I hear you said they made a lot of minor mechanical minor mechanical and stuff. things. For instance, uh, if you have uh, ready ingredients and somebody like is holding a pot in their hands you could just drop it in the pot where before it had to definitely be like on the counter mm-hmm. another thing that's real real fun mm-hmm. is the fact that you can fucking toss ingredients at each other but it's just like raw ingredients right you correct can't cook, i don't think like you cook stuff won't fly uh, yeah i don't think you can throw chopped ingredients okay. keep me honest chat there is no chat this is a podcast oops uh <laughs> but you also can't throw uh, pans or dishes or plates. You can only throw, like, here's a tomato, motherfucker. And then the if the other uh, player is standing close enough, they'll automatically catch it. Oh, cool. But most of the time what you're doing is just throwing goddamn ingredients like a football all over the goddamn place. It's zany. <laughs> it's fun. I enjoy it Or a it's lot. like a cafeteria scene from any high school movie ever. Yes. Where they're throwing food. Absolutely. Food fights occur. Uh, I do. I, I like it a lot. I haven't gotten a chance to bite through the entire story. There's an idea, actually. What do you got? Sidebar here. What if they introduce like a, a battle mode? Like overcooked food fight mode. Like 
so deliberately you would have to attack each other with food yeah. or something like that. Kind of like a and dodgeball cook, situation. Cooked food hurts more because it's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> cooked food hurts the worst. <laughs> Which you think would be the opposite. You think raw food would just hurt the entire way. Yo, but if I cook up some tomatoes and toss it in your eyes, you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> I don't like tomatoes uh, as is, so I like to have them in my eye holes now. <laughs> yes, Overcooked 2. It's out right now. It's on everything. Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Fucking get it, man. Uh, Ghost Town Games, they're great. They're great they're for being great. like a a small like indie studio. Uh, they kind of brought about, for me at least, like this couch co-op renaissance. Renaissance? Renaissance. Yeah, honestly, there's not a... There's still to this day, we all complain, there isn't like enough couch co-op games. Like, no. We like this shit. But, I don't know. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, Unfortunately, not playing Overcooked 2. I kind of dropped the ball on that. I figured, Uh as it is a couch co-op game, I would primarily be playing it with you. I'm going to wait on buying it for a little bit. It's fucked. It is what it is. Uh, Fucked is what it is. Go ahead. Overfucked 2. But, so, I've been playing nothing new, actually. I think the last time we spoke, in this official capacity here with the save roommates, I had been playing a lot of Japanese games. Okay. And I actually haven't picked up Nier since the last time we talked. Um, I think I'm just feeling overwhelmed by it. Um, sure. I shouldn't be. I should honestly just slip it back on. Sure. But, um, I've been that way with games too, where, yeah. where I know and recognize it's a good fucking game, mm-hmm. but I'm either not in the right headspace or just like maybe not in the mood to commit myself to a certain type of game. Like Persona 5, for instance, mm-hmm. really dig that game. I wasn't in the mood to kind of sit down and have this very narrative-heavy turn-based game yeah. like consume all of my time, where somebody else would be like, that's insane. And I'm like, I kind of want something else right no, now. No, I, I completely get that. Yeah. And, and being a mood gamer, like I really do have to go with what I'm feeling. This summer, I played very different games. Like mm-hmm. Bloodborne, combat-wise, is very different from Overwatch, which is different from Shadow, which is different from Nier. And like, really, I'm playing like so many different stylized games. But um, I most recent, like, I finished Shadow of the Colossus, and then afterwards, I'm like, well, what could I play? I was like, I don't really know. Like, Nier felt like a cool idea, but I was like, I'll just play more Overwatch instead. Right. I don't want to sidebar you, though, but something came up. You were streaming Shadow of the Colossus, and a game dev happened to jump into your chat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I've been doing this thing with Shadow of the Colossus where I actually stream the entire story over... It's, like, three parts. Actually, it's all up on my Twitch right now. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Dungeons & Daniels. It's the Daniel of the Colossus collection. And I basically that was, that just... That was a good shout-out. Yeah, it was... Um, to yourself. Thanks, me. Um, I'm actually really proud of it. It's the most fun I've ever had by myself on stream. And across the three, I had the most engagement with people. Most people on chat. Very consistent numbers. And it was great. I don't know if it's, like... Ain't about the numbers, Daniel. But for... I'm a very small stream. For, so for me, like, getting to interact with... You're a even small like man. Three... I'm not. I'm toss you around. Shut you I'm toss you around no, right now. No, the last one said I was small, and I don't like it. Who's the last one? <laughs> the last person you had to toss? <laughs> the last person you final smashed into a dumpster? It's like, you're light. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But yeah, so I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus over the course of the last week. Yeah, we get that. It's uh, It's been really, really awesome. I've loved uh, revisiting it. I'm not going to go into the specifics of like the remake because I kind of did that on the last episode, but... Three three part series here that I'm I've been having fun with. Um, in my last one, it ended up being like the last stretch. I had seven colossi to go, and I was like, okay, I'll see if I can do it in this stream. And I thought in my head mentally, I was like, it's gonna be two and a half hours, three hours. End up being this five hour colossi shebang. It was nuts. I was starving. I felt like death by the end of it. But I guess that's what people do on Twitch. 
But um, starve themselves for the entertainment yeah, of the masses. Yes, I don't think that's necessarily one of the tenants, but sure. <laughs> um, but towards the latter half of it, I had um, a few people jumping in and staying consistent. One dude from uh, Berlin, or not Berlin, uh, Hindenburg, and uh, this other dude, Thunderbird Shane, who I've actually been interacting with a lot. Um, and they were chatting with me, and then out of nowhere, um, I see this thing popping, and it's by the handle. Uh, pray for the gods yeah and i was like okay that's pretty cool i was talking to him a little bit and uh, i was like hey what do you do man he's like what you do and i'm thinking in my head i'm like okay you sling coffees and do hobby grade podcasts and poor twitches that <laughs> very very specific that doesn't seem right um but we talked a little more and he was basically he's like yeah i'm working on developing this kickstarter based game with this indie team of three people uh they're called no matter studios they're actually based out of kirkland washington um they making this game called Pray for the Gods, and it's actually in a very similar vein of Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of really epic feats and adventures and boss fights, essentially, where the level design is in the boss fights themselves. Um, it looks really, really cool. I think they got into a dispute with Zenimax really? uh, over the, their property Prey. Like Zen- oh. Zenimax and Bethesda. Is that why they spelled pray really yeah, weird? Yeah, so it's it's pray for the gods, but it's spelled P-R-A-E-Y. <laughs> um, but I had this dude, what, Brian... Fucking Bethesda, leave people alone, <laughs> Bethesda. What the fuck? Going after people for all bullshit reasons. Nobody's going to think that pray for the gods is a sequel to pray, you dickbags. <laughs> nobody. Chill absolutely the nobody. fuck out. Okay, whatever. Um, but this dude, Brian, uh, popped in. He's actually like... I forget exactly what he said. He wasn't exactly doing like level design, but he did design work for the game. Right. Um, he was really cool. We talked like marketing, game design, hype cycles. Like we were talking all sorts of stuff. He was just a really, really cool dude. And he was actually in there from like that middle point to the end of the stream, just talking to me the entire time. We were talking about Blue Point and like the sort of remakes we think they should do down the line, all this other huh. stuff. And I was just like, you're actually really cool. And then I went and checked out their stuff afterwards. Dude, and I'm like, why I love doing the streaming thing most of all, like engaging with interesting people with interesting perspectives and having this kind of mutual ground of like, let's be cool because yeah. we like video games, not like, let me jump in and be shitty. And I've had a little bit of that. And it's like, it's easy to bounce those dudes out, but that kind of thing sucks. I like these kinds of stories. Yeah, this is actually very unique to my Twitch experience so far because it's been a lot like you described. 13-year-olds from all over the world just getting in, trying to be themselves. and Trying to be funny. Trying to be funny or talk about my mom's tits or Kevin's tits. I don't know. Most Uh, of my tits. But it just felt like a really genuine, cool connection. And then... One of the other dudes, um, the dude from Heidelberg, Germany, he actually actually started hosting me on top of Vargi host. Okay, so I, I had a lot he's of a cool like, guy, traffic. but he had some information for us. Yeah, that's upsetting to me specifically. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in German, am I correct? Yes. German. Uh, the name Kevin is an insult. It is. Generally means a stupid, Useless. not put together mm-hmm. person. Yep. I got a follow up to this. I confirmed this with one of my coworkers who speaks German. Okay. And he, he kind of smiled as soon as I was like, hey, I got a question about my name. And he just smiled as if he's been waiting for this day. <laughs> he's been sitting on it since he saw your name in the induction email. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, yes, yes. It is wow. kind of, he's like, it's not a curse word, but it doesn't mean anything good. Colloquially, and, it's a shitty word And for it's you. super uncommon for people to name their children Kevin Owen. <laughs> so fucking funny and so when he moved over to the states i think in like a couple of years back he thought it was incredibly funny that there were so many kevins that surround him he's like yeah. he's just like kevins, kevins but I, ha- I had this counter to the seat i was like honestly like the kevins i know they're typically pretty cool dudes and the one i know is really well spoken and actually more capable and useful than i am if anything daniel should 
be that term. Oh, dude, nice. Yeah. That's nice of you. I tried to I tried to help you out. All right, I'm going to talk less shit about you this but week. But that was a really great stream. I loved the entirety of it. And um, you guys should check out Pray for the Gods on Twitter. Um, their game's coming out pretty soon yeah you showed me you showed me a trailer is really fucking cool um i'm i'm into it i'm too i would love to i would love for you to like stream that and have that guy come in and just kind of be like hey uh i like that you're enjoying this and then talk about it a little bit but it was it was neat i'm glad i saw shadow all the way through it was actually one of my favorite remakes i've ever played um i remembered a lot of it out of order but every boss fight like i started to say before like is a level into itself and like getting into it feels great again Mm -hmm. so i i don't know i'd be stoked for you to pick it up if you could get past the control schemes uh we'll see yeah i i'm i'm definitely interested i'm just thinking about uh when i would do that sure maybe sunday actually Uh, yeah i mean if you have a free spot to just stream and do whatever sure people like watching that game for some reason uh yeah it's got a cult following um otherwise we've been getting down on the overwatch summer james Mm, the summer james in 2018 some cool skins diva's got a nice little skin let me tell you what god that was a weird that game can we can we edit that one (laughs) no oh that's stuck yeah no she's got a cool little wave runner uh skin and it was a very floridian skin in my or i mean anything beachy but it's a cool skin that just reminded me of south beach immediately i had like a little fondness which is rare for me to have any fond memories about florida or over Overwatch skins in the first place. Or over Overwatch skins. But yeah, no, it looks really cool. It's a legendary skin, and uh, she doesn't have sandals on, so if you got a foot fetish or whatever. I boom. just want to say, Jeff, it's a little pricey. A little pricey. Jeff, it's a little pricey. Jeff Kaplan, the price point's a little restrictive. I'm going to be honest. 3,000 points to buy that motherfucker <laughs> with in-game, I think it's Zenny. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> That's what you called it the other night on <laughs> And I, I mean, you don't really get that much, uh, that much zenny from those loot boxes, yeah. man. It's, you're kind of forcing my hand to, to play your gambling scheme. Uh, Jeff, I don't want to think badly of you. I don't. I, I think it's amazing that you designed Overwatch from the ground up by yourself with no help. And I just question some of your decisions. And I, I know that sucks because I know you make every single decision in that game mm-hmm. by yourself and no one at Blizzard does. But There's nobody else on that team a little pricey that's all but so we've been doing a lot of that we've actually been streaming a lot of it and having a lot of fun we the overwatch mukbang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that uh, well, it's more appropriate than bong song um oh is it bong song bang song bro. bang song yeah. and i want to say one more thing here in the lieu of overwatch i never thought i'd get this far there's a character called lou yeah character 29 oh okay yeah <laughs> didn't know I am one trophy away from the Overwatch Platinum. Holy <laughs> shit. I know, I've been talking about it all week. Including the the uh, extra trophies? Oh, no? fuck those now. I'm okay, just going sure. for the, the main game, original 21. Just what? Yeah. Which one are you missing? So this week, I it didn't even have it in my head that I was going to go for the Platinum this week. I was like, still four trophies away. It seemed like a slog because they're some of the hardest. Answer my question. I'm, I'm getting there. Daniel, so that, you're taking a walk. Shh. Walk with me, Kevin. No. Walk this payload with me, it's buddy. Scary. So the first one I got was the Zenyatta one, uh, where you have to rapidly discord. You finally kill. got that one? Yeah, four what people. What fu- You know him as Zenyatta main. What the fuck? That was hard, dude. I feel like I had done it at so many points prior, but then didn't. Uh-huh. And then I did it that time, and I was like, okay, now I have three to go. And then it was like this point of madness where I was like, I can do the rest. And then I got the Widowmaker Smooth the Silk, where you have to get an airborne headshot. Oh, my God. Did that. And then okay. last night... Uh, waste not want not it's the reaper one where you have to get 
three solo kills. How did you get that one? Um, there's a trick to it. Um, so it was on Eichenwall. Me and Dave were actually doing it. He kind of jumped into my chat and I was like, hey man, sorry. I'm not playing serious Overwatch tonight. I'm playing Platinum Overwatch. I'm going for the Platinum. And he's like, I'll support it. So we're on Eichenwald and I was like, all right, man, I'm going to go behind their team. And they were all kind of grouped together. I shot off three shots with my shotguns uh, on three individual people and then did my Death Blossom. And that, that counts. works. That counts for it. Yeah, as long, as long as you are the primary person getting the kills, you get it. And the last one I have. That's way easier than I thought, actually. Yeah, I actually just broke at a point. I was like, let me look up the trophy guide and see ways to do this. Oh, okay. Because this is already a two and a half year platinum for me, so I don't care. Your It would be your proudest platinum. It would be my proudest platinum. But we'll get there when I do it. I want to be there when you pop that plat. Pop that plat. Pop that plat. And the last one I have, maybe mm. it's just because I didn't grow up with Westerns or I Oh, just, it's the McCree one, isn't it's it? It's the McCree one. It's <laughs> get four kills at the high noon. And I just, I don't understand the mechanics of it mm. or the, the time lapse for the, the Deadeye, but I just can't fucking land it, dude. Oh, it sucks. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's the only thing holding me back. I think I'm actually, I might have that one. And I do not use yeah. McCree very often at all. It was just a time and circumstance like i do want to point out that it is most impressive because this is a completely multiplayer trophy mm-hmm. you cannot do any kind of single player component or by yourself nope to to try to you know go after these trophies and actually a lot of the trophies go against the grain of the gameplay me- idea of Correct. like being team-based and working together some of it requires you to go off and kind of do your own thing so some of them i've been able to accomplish that way some of them are team-based like uh, the four plus kills you have to get for most ultimates mm-hmm. use azaria or help uh get the assistance of somebody else but yeah to, for me i'm not a multiplayer guy We'll say this every show i don't care you guys need to know i don't really play multiplayer games but Except- this one i i'm obsessed with mm-hmm. oh <laughs> and, i know and the fact that i was able to accomplish this is just like <laughs> i'm gonna have a conversation with jeff after this i'm gonna be honest jeff owes you a conversation if you get this platinum like he has to call you i'm gonna be like he has to answer i'm gonna add him on twitter and be like hey man uh i platinum the game i'm one of i don't know 0.2 percent people in the world who have touched <laughs> this game to do that um i'm on a show save room we have a character idea because I platinum it, that character deserves to be in the game now. Sharky? Put Sharky in it, man. Sharky, the floating shark that has a laser <laughs> on his head and absorbs the other players as his alt, and they have to fight it out inside of his belly? Actually, can we change his name to Maneater? Or is that like a trademark thing? Dude, Chelsea was trying to change the name too. What's wrong with Sharky, guys? Fuck. I, I, guess, I guess it fits the fun Man-eater. nature of the game. I mean, they all have like a title name, right? They like do. Wrecking Ball versus Hammond and whatnot. Actually, I'm going to talk about Wrecking Ball for a second. I fucking right. hate him. Yep. That's all I got to say. That's consensus. Boom. Jeff. I'm waiting for that phone call. Anyway. Oh, we got one more thing on here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is really... Okay, I just want to point out. So, a couple episodes back, you can dig through. I forget which one. 33, 32... What the fuck? It's um, We... <laughs> Please, no. Okay. That's as bad as Dursting on the stream. <laughs> anyway. There were... Sonic the Hedgehog was casted. Yeah. And they outcasted us. They really did. They outcasted us because we had a whole cast list, including Robotnik, played by John Goodman. Mm-hmm. I think Christian Slater was Knuckles. Yep. It was all pitch perfect. Uh, James Spader, a shadow. We had all these moving parts. But we didn't land on a Sonic too well, did we? We Well, we had like a lot of people in mind. More people in mind than the Smash roster. <laughs> <laughs> we had 64 fucking candidates <laughs> for Sonic the Hedgehog. They landed on a Mr. Ben Schwartz of parks and recreation yes. fame john ralphio is the proper name if you might know him as that and it's 
It's perfect casting. It I actually think it's is, fucking great. To be dude, honest, the dude already does voice work. Yeah, uh, he has an awesome personality, and uh, from what I understand from his Twitter account, he's got to go fast. He loves Sonic. He like who, the fr- he grew up mm-hmm. on it, and he just he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm the blue guy. I'm gonna go fast. I want it. I, I do want too. it bad. I saw a screenshot of like a one of those town signs for Green Hill, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, this movie could be a fucking absolute trash fire. A speeding down the highway, uh, highway trash fire, and I want to see this fucking movie. I, I need to see it with my two eyes. I mean, before I was ironically being like, "Yeah, dude, we're gonna see this movie," but now it's like I actually feel invested in this <laughs> That's because what it is. Like, we're invested. In I it. I love Ben Schwartz. I think he's gonna kill that role, and I he's humorous. He's got a great <laughs> voice, and uh, I just <laughs> I'm hoping there's a point in the movie where he goes to Jim Carrey, and he's like, "He's the worst." <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. He's the worst. I'm into it a lot. Okay. Let's get into the bulk of our show. Thanks for um, facilitating our bullshit for a while. Yeah. But. We appreciate you guys. I do need to change course. Kind of change the mood here. You think it's going to get a little somber? Typically, we we try to keep it a little uplifted. We, you know, there's certain things that we need to talk about that are a little harder. And this is definitely the hardest thing that I've had to talk about in the show. I require your silence. Okay. Here we go. Luigi is dead. (laughs) Daniel, show some respect. Age 35, Luigi Mario of Mario Brothers fame was killed during a routine paranormal investigation, having been struck down by the embodiment of death. Having fallen into the occupation after the 2001 Boo Woods uh, mansion incident, (laughs) sources were quick to point out that the taller Mario twin was not licensed to conduct such investigations, nor was the device he used, the Poltergust 3000, certified by any third-party testing agency. Okay? Nonetheless, Daniel, 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 I require nothing but your respect. I'm here. Okay? All right. I'm sorry, Luigi. Nonetheless, the Mushroom Kingdom is reeling from the loss of their anxious Emerald Champion. Originally a plumber, Luigi supported his brother's many endeavors, whether it be professional tennis, kart racing, baseball, basketball, or mixed martial arts. Though some took Luigi to be a carbon copy of his more famous brother, Luigi came into his own through the years, shirking his more cowardly tendencies to become the gregarious and supportive pillar of the Mario Brothers operation. Okay? He's crying. Luigi is survived by his husband, Wario, and his son, Waluigi. <laughs> Hang on. I'll leave you with an inspiration, inspirational quote from the man himself. Luigi win. Luigi number one. Wow. Okay. I gotta say, dude, your individual pieces for this show, like your ad <laughs> copies and your obituaries, they're on another level now. I was moved to tears. And then now Nintendo's trying to say he's okay, as if we didn't witness the man's soul leave his body. That was intense, dude. I gotta tell you, it's a cover-up. It's an absolute cover-up. Nintendo fucking knows he's dead. Sakurai knows he's dead. And they showed us. Our eyes are telling us one thing. You can't tell us he's dead. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. That's a whole other thing. I want a fucking expose on that bullshit that's happening behind the scenes. Also, following his brother Mario Mario's death not uh-huh. two months prior during E3. <laughs> what are they... Sakurai, what's happening in your life that you're what killing you, off the Mario brothers? What are you trying to do here, man? And Mega Man and Sonic? Did he come I'm from? sorry. Did did you guys hire on George R.R.? Like, what's what's happening to the, the Mario universe, huh? Okay. <laughs> Smash of Thrones. Speaking of Smash. <laughs> no, actually, Game of Smash? Game uh, of Smash? Lead me it. into it, brother. So, this week, I think it was the 8th 
Um, we had another Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct. Direct. Uh, following the E3 2018 one two months ago. It was a shebang, dude. <laughs> it, there was a lot of shit that they threw at us. Like, we already thought, okay, 30 minutes for the first Smash. How could they give us anything more? Right. But, dude, Sakurai is going all in on this one. He's very tired, It's, it's a little wild. So they he's, so t- I was just, he's so tired looking, though. Oh, my boy needs to rest. I feel like he's speaking Japanese, right, in these directs, and he's saying one thing, but uh, Reggie is, like, translating something completely different. Like, there's a cry for help there that localization teams are missing. Reggie's doing the translations? <laughs> is that Reggie's voice? <laughs> that would be a plot twist. <laughs> Reggie's the mastermind behind I mean, it I'm all. not paying attention. Like, I'm too Smashified, because I watched the Direct, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually really excited for this game, because, like, I know Smash is a big thing for a lot of people. For me, it's always been kind of like, eh, I'm not good at it but i find it fun but the moment that it gets like a little serious i'm like all right let's back the fuck off i'm tired of getting fucking thrown into the sun i just want to play as diddy <laughs> that's true yeah and in fighting game kids tend to take it a little too seriously and go a little hard sometimes with mm-hmm. it. but this one looks awesome dude this the smash direct was the complete smash down tell me what's new so what's new um they so they opened with that <laughs> luigi massacre uh he was just doing his <laughs> his lord's work just cleaning up a mansion in Dracula's castle of all places. It was a little animated short. Shouldn't have been there. Should yeah. have had some oversight. Should have had some of the fallback. Should have had a partner. I don't, I don't want to get through that okay. circumstance. So that happens. He gets killed by death. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, Simon Belmont of Castlevania. Fame. Fame. Shows up. Does with he? his fucking chain whip. And he starts kicking ass. Doing the work. Yeah. So they do a few character reveals there. Uh, Simon Belmont and Richter Belmont mm-hmm. is coming in as a Echo character. As his Echo, I would probably favor richter uh it's got his own voice actor his own mm. kind of like you know certain move sets and stuff i i don't know because i'm a big symphony of the night fan and richter was in that and i okay. know i know richter more than simon honestly. really yeah okay yeah because i i the the nes ones i didn't play very very much at all i got into castlevania around the ds era with like portrait of ruin and uh sorrow of aria and stuff okay. and some of the game boy advance ones those were great to me mm-hmm. those are fantastic i fucking love those games my, my first like full endeavor because i've played a bunch of them like throughout my my years um mm. was lords of the shadow that's lords the first the one shadow. i played all the way through yeah lords so. of shadows i'd still and, say one of my favorite games of all time people don't seem to really respect that what is that trevor belmont or is that trevor it's a brand new character entirely actually uh uh, gabriel gabriel Gabriel, yeah who is who is supposed to be i think uh simon's father okay yeah interesting Mm -hmm. so they introduced the belmonts this is the closest we're getting to a castlevania game i'm pretty stoked on it (laughs) this is the closest we're getting to castlevania anything (laughs) um they introduce another echo character dark samus who looks really neat really neat yeah what is dark samus from so i looked it up apparently dark samus was created on talon 4 when samus's phazon suit merged with dna and metroid prime's remains and a mutagenic pool of phazon right how did i how did did we miss mine right (laughs) so so if you needed to know that's where it came from um looks really cool i like just dark shadow characters of Mm -hmm. My favorite characters, like Dark Link, fucking awesome. Put him in the game. Put him in the... Is he in the game? No. He should be. Weird. They have, like, a skin that makes him look like that, but right. that's neither here nor there. And then Chrome, an echo character of Roy from Fire Emblem Fates, if you want to get your Fire Emblem on. Boom. Uh, voiced by Matthew Mercer, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. McCree. Oh, okay. I was like, Leon that name S. Kennedy in Resident familiar. Evil 6. Hey, Matt Mercer, can you help me out? I need that high noon trophy, buddy. Um, <laughs> the last one they announced was kind of at the end of the Smash Direct was King K. Rule. 
Oh yeah, which yeah. is kind of neat. I remember the creator of that uh, character like was saying on Twitter, "Really wish I named that uh, character something else. <laughs> Why? Something better. King Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I I just confuse him with K. Rule or King Cruel the rapper. Is there a King Cruel rapper? King King Cruel. He's like a white rapper. Oh okay. Yeah, he's all right. So he's in that. That's pretty cool. Shout out to King Cruel. Yeah. So the addition of these characters puts the total character count near 74, which I think is the largest roster for this sort of fighting game. I know that there are more down the out there. There might be another game that has more characters. I was reading, actually, uh, I, care I had to look it up real quick just to be like, okay, am I making a false statement here? Is this true? But there's a fighting game out there that has like 200 characters. What game could that be? Um, let me see real quick. I actually have it pulled up. And then Dragonfall... Dragon Ball Fighter Z has like 131 characters. I don't know if you know that game. Um, it's called Tobal 2. It's a PlayStation game. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Wait, had... wait, wait, wait. Dragon Ball Fighters, the new one, has 133 characters? That's not correct. I'm sorry, you're correct. It is Dragon Ball Z Budokai. There we Tenkachi go. Tenkachi Okay. That okay. one has 161 playable characters. Gotcha. So that's cool. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get to that point with this game. I hope not. Sakurai will probably have passed away by then. We'll have a <laughs> separate obituary. Every character they add is another year from his life gone. Exactly. <laughs> um, they also announced Alucard from Sympathy Night as an assist trophy, which is cool. Um, you can clean up your character select. Um, so the Echo characters are separate characters, but you can uh, toggle an option to have them stack on their original character. Oh, okay. So like... I guess Samus and then Dark Samus, you can just toggle between the two and it's just one player icon. I guess it gets to a point when you have so much content, yeah. you have to wrangle in the UI in that degree. The player select screen probably looks so overdone. It looks wild, huh? But, so that's a cool feature. And then there's also a Monster Hunter crossover where you get to fight a Rathalos as like a boss fight. Oh, man. So cool. Okay, first of all, the Monster Hunter from Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is like one of the coolest characters in an otherwise humdrum fighting game. I great, really, great build, great moveset. Right, I really wish uh, they were a character in Smash, but I mean, how much more can we ask for? At this point? At this point, I feel like my hands are tied. I can't ask Sakurai for anything. He gave it. <laughs> he gave it. Yeah. He's like, fuck your Christmas wish list. This is it. It's done. Gotta smash them all, man. Got a lot of things happening in this game. Um, some level announcements, too. Dracula's Castle from Castlevania is going to be in it. It's going to have a lot of, like, um, interplay with the platforming, and then enemies can actually come out and attack you, like mummies, Tick Man. Uh, Dracula himself. Carmilla, Dracula himself. Uh -huh. I think that's an, another separate boss fight. Yeah. I'm actually stoked to see if they add him as a, a playable character down the line. I don't think so. No? But uh, would be, I mean, I don't think so. Okay. We also got New Donk City Town Hall from Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, it's like, it reminds me of one of the Super Mario Sunshine levels where it goes up and the level changes around it. Mm. Um, looks pretty neat. Tons of returning stages. Uh, puts the total level count at 103. God Although damn. each stage has like a final destination set. So I think he said it's over 300 stages. How are they fitting this game onto that little cartridge? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to buy a separate Switch just for this. Right. It's insane. God damn. Um, commenting on the total level count, Sakurai says, we must be crazy. <laughs> you are, you son of a bitch. Yep. Jesus, he can retire after this and be fine. Just be like, I don't need to make games no more because I literally put more game development work into the few Smash Brothers games than any developer combined in the history of time right <laughs> like my dude does not sleep he looks like a wraith he kind of 
<laughs> he looks like a rape. Like he, he doesn't look okay, but he looks determined. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is going to be, like it's advertised, the ultimate smash. Yeah. Even if it ends up being his last one, he can't say that he's ever going to create anything better because this is it. This is the end all. What if he does? He comes back and he's like, mm, apparently uh, ultimate was a misnomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for fucking Smash Brothers Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, another new stage feature is the stage morph feature where you can choose two levels in the stage select and it'll morph from one stage to the next like mid-level which is pretty oh, cool Oh, that's neat that's okay. pretty neat um music over 800 music tracks 900 including many songs and little sound bites and fanfare more than 28 hours of music all songs are sorted by albums and series um <laughs> essentially you can create your own playlist now uh so Termina bay from zelda instead of just hearing that uh level specific sound or music you can actually play any zelda franchise music throughout that and set a playlist to play in a specific order Whoa. yeah apparently the people who play smash are really big on the music i didn't realize that was a huge thing mm-hmm. until like i heard tim gettys talk at length about it mm-hmm. and i guess on the nintendo website every week they've been releasing new songs and shit so that's really cool and apparently you can listen to it all like outside of the game so like if your switch is closed and you have it on you can plug it in like your headphones in and listen on the go it's like a Zune. That's fucking nuts. Or an it's iPod. Zune. Yeah. I like that you went for Zune first. Uh, that's incredible, actually, yeah. that function. It's really, really fucking cool. So those are like the big three tiers of announcements. Other stuff, uh, new rule sets. You have stamina battle. It's kind of treated as like a staple mode alongside stock and time. Uh, stage selection now precedes character selection. So I guess you can tailor your playing needs based around the stage. Uh, oh that's an interesting idea yeah as opposed to being like okay i'm gonna be kirby and then picking a level after it's like no okay this is i don't know elden bridge he'll never survive or fine right or final destination it's like okay i could be marth here (laughs) uh tweaks have been made to final smashes and you can now set stock matches as your default and there are new battle modes uh 5v5 or 3v3 squad strike which Uh, apparently is inspired by capcom fighting games because you gotta build up a meter to use your smashes oh really interesting that's really cool i like that i remember that that one stuck out to me there is a tourney mode now up to 32 players so it's like got a seed and ranking and you can just eliminate and play with your friends there is a smashdown which is a progressive mode where each character selected in one round won't be allowed in the next goes until there are no (laughs) characters left to pick promotes getting good with all characters and just some new items and stuff that they announced death scythe a rage blaster magic staff and new pokemon from pokemon sun and moon we got some assist trophies uh knuckles which i'm pretty stoked about i love me some sonic and knuckles uh crystal from star star christian fox slater christian slater is an assist trophy <laughs> that's what i want christian slater wearing a knuckles costume just comes out <laughs> so you're playing a smash brothers game uh, we also got claptrap captain from animal crossing gray fox from i think the metal gear games which is i do want to point out claptrap from donkey kong country the, yeah. the little, croc- little alligator boy yeah yeah not King, not King not King from Roger borderlands no 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 oh that's a good decision gearbox wishes any of their fucking characters yeah. was in smash but that's not gonna happen uh shovel knight i think his name's zero from Mega Man. he is a zero and the fucking moon from Majora's fucking Mask. moon. That creepy-ass goddamn moon. This so, is, like, the most content-laden... Okay, first of all, inarguably, the most content-laden Smash Brothers game, but one of the most content-laden fucking fighting games yeah, of all dude. time. I think the only thing I can compare it to is maybe Mortal Kombat 9, because that had, like, the cemetery where you can do, like, different unlocks That's, and mm-hmm. costume sets, and then Concept all different and shit. game modes. Like, this feels on that level, but Nintendo did it, and it's mm-hmm. really fucking cool. I don't know, man. I've been a long time Smash, fr- Smash uh, 
Fnatic since the N64 version. Mm-hmm. And to think that they're going to instate a lot of the ideas that were present there and build on it in an extravagant way with this game, like, you've got me. Like, this is... You're going hard. Yeah. Nintendo, you're going hard and you're you're doing it good. You're hitting the right spot. Sakurai, you don't look well, but I hope you have time for a save room handy because you're getting one. <laughs> Bring him back to life with it. <laughs> Get some color in your face again. Fuck. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next thing here. I got another little bit for you. Sure. Let me just scroll up because I was looking at your smash shit and it took up like yeah I didn't mean nineteen lines of our Google so busy but it's just the way it was was broken up okay number two Monster Hunter World was a hit when it launched early in the year in consoles going on to become Capcom's best selling game of all time dethroning Resident Evil Five which is I'm. I'm still coming to grips with that. Yeah. Uh, this week, Manhun Wo, as the kids definitely call it. You, did you lose a letter between hmm? episodes? It was Manhun Whirl last episode. No, it's Manhun Wo. <laughs> that is woeful. Manhun Wo finally released on PC and immediately broke records. GameIndustry.biz reports that Manhun, I'm going to call it that forever, Quote, reached a peak of 239,779 concurrent players, placing it as the seventh highest total to have been recorded on Steam. That's the highest total for any game released in 2018. And PC Gamer notes it's the most concurrent players for a game developed in Japan, Hmm. uh, cutting down Dark Souls 3's record of nearly 130,000 PC dorks. Games Industry says this is... (laughs) Nerds. Game Industry says this is, quote, yet more evidence of just what... What an important release Monster Hunter World has been for Capcom, end quote. Uh, despite a loss of player retention, the game still made this Cap... Uh, well, hang on. The game still made this Capcom's most profitable year in history. Shooting past 800... I'm sorry, I'm fucking up left and right. Shooting past 8 million units sold. Looks like the Sapphire Star guided Capcom's way to a fuckload of money. <laughs> That was great, dude. <laughs> you like that one at the end there? I like that. Um, I'm so happy for this game. Same. And it it's amazing how this is an existing franchise that always couldn't break past cult status, especially uh, domestically for us. Mm-hmm. Um, to see that just a few tweaks when it comes to usability, because I know some of the some other fans were like, there's a lot of hand-holding going on here. I don't think that's necessarily true about this game. I think there's a lot of systems in play, and I think Capcom was like, let's take a step back and actually try to explain some of these systems to players. And, and streamline some of it. Streamline some yeah. of it, for sure. And it has made a significant difference. Despite the fact that we were kind of those players that stepped away from it for a little while, mm-hmm. I still, it's still in my fucking running for Game of the Year. Well, we even had the trepidation. Well, not as the Game of the Year, but... It's, it's in my, my top five list, mm-hmm. for sure. Like for I can sure. confidently say that. Uh, four months out from the end of the year. Right. But we had a lot of trepidation going in. We weren't sure if it was going to be the sort of game for us. We didn't have much hands-on with the Monster Hunter franchise. I just knew I was kind of into it. And the fact that they were finally bringing it to the PS4 to some capacity, I was like, cool, I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, it took me a while to learn some of the nuances of, like, the item management or the wheels or how to do stuff on the fly. But, like, playing with other people actually helped that experience a lot, much like it has with me in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I think a lot of those systems are still in play, like, a lot of item management, a lot of UI going Mm -hmm. on there. But Capcom was somehow able to kind of put forward the fact that, well, the main gameplay loop, loop, the hunting itself... This is what's going to keep you here. Yeah. We know that this is our like success story for Monster Hunter, and so they did such a great wor- uh, job with World, putting that in the forefront. I, I feel. I think it's very fun and satisfying. A lot of like 
I wouldn't consider this like a like games of service type game, but it is definitely a multi experience multiplayer experience based off of routine and redundancies, much like uh, Destiny Two, mm-hmm. in that like you can grind and do the same raids over and over. But like after a while, it stops feeling rewarding. With this game, I feel like there's still like the stakes get higher. You get to different levels and ranks and tiers and have to fight harder monsters. Mm-hmm. You go from fighting like regular to tempered to like crazy versions of monsters so i feel like it remains satisfying in the routine like it might get dull for a little bit but you sharpen that blade man you fucking hit that item wheel you sharpen that blade you go forward yeah recently getting back into the game because yeah. i was just like hey well they had that event going for final fantasy 14 that we talked in the last mm-hmm. episode getting back into it it's a marvelous fucking game it really is i enjoy so much about that and i'm so glad that i took that plunge with it and yeah. i'm glad to see that many other people felt the same way they're like if you just clean this up a little bit and put it in front of us rather than putting it on fucking like the 3ds titles, or something yeah. yeah like put it out there on some major consoles and including pc now mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna get out in front of it and people are gonna actually see what was special about it and that's what's happening it's I amazing think adding it to pc was such a tremendous like idea mm-hmm. and i i only hope they're gonna continue to support it and do great things with can't it wait to see the mods where you fight giant dick monsters too <laughs> i'm sure they're already there that's all i want somebody was screaming on twitter though for the ps4 version to have a photo mode and i couldn't yeah. agree more i yeah i honestly think most ps4 games now should come baked in with a photo mode i was crying about that on our twitter at mm-hmm. save room show yeah. by the way uh about resident evil 2 coming out uh. it should have a photo mode because that game's fucking beautiful grotesquely beautiful but i want to take shots of like the lonely dark hallways and yeah. like one singular like light shining through a broken window and shit i want that that Give was that to me that was one of my favorite parts of shadow because it photo mode can turn a fight into a very sad moment a very epic moment something you've never seen before it's really yeah. really cool and i don't know it's a missed opportunity but hopefully they'll patch I, it in i guess that is definitely a, a a harder uh it's a harder ask just because it's a constantly online game true you know so you can't press pause in the game or anything whereas like, yeah i guess other, you're right it makes more sense for single player games i understand that okay but 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 but, but nice to have yeah uh moving on because we're gonna sink our teeth into this bad boy real real hard call me claptrap i please don't uh, number three. Why am I numbering these things anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do anything we do? Know. Number three. Uh, QuakeCon 2018 brought the first gameplay reveal of Doom bum, Eternal. Bum, 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 bum. Respect, Luigi. I'm still reeling. And I'm legally obligated to call it a hell of a good time. The essentials of 2016's reboot are still in place. Accelerated action, gore-laden melee, and grotesque demons pulled straight from a metal album artwork. Id Software created solid ground for Doom's reintroduction, and now they're building on that foundation. Here's a rundown on what's new to Bethesda's expanding Doom universe. Sorry, I know that gets interchangeable. It's it's id that makes the game, Mm -hmm. Bethesda's publishing it, and technically owns that motherfucker, so I'm pretty sure if you try to make a a game called Doom Squad, they're going to sue the shit out of you. Probably. I mean, look at the Pray for the Gods thing. Right? All right, here we go. Doom Guy, which is, he's known amongst fans, can now dash, both to avoid demon claws and traverse quicker through the air. We'll get into all these points later, let me just run through. The Doom Slayer, uh, also his name, Armor, is now equipped with a wrist blade, which he uses pretty graciously in the trailer footage for melee executions. He always has uh, some sort of, sh- he also has some sort of shoulder-mounted weapon that spits hellfire at demons, who should be used to that sort of thing, but they seemingly aren't. They hate They're still it. mad about it. Right. Doom Guy is able to mantle, climb, and platform much more than before. 
Uh, your shotgun features a new meat hook that serves as a grappling hook. You can latch onto an enemy and pull yourself across the level, increasing your uh, mobility significantly. And uh, demons are more destructible, showing real-time damage as you fire pot shots into their fleshy bodies. Hmm. The more you shoot at an enemy, the more chunks of meat fall away, revealing bones and other fun internal bits of nasty. Dope. Other players, this is a big one, other players can invade your game. Human-controlled cadres of demons can appear and attempt to rip and tear you apart. This feature is entirely optional and can be turned off. And lastly, the game will release sometime next year for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and at launch, Nintendo Switch. Wow. Very impressive. Impressive. They actually got the same studio who uh, did the uh, uh, Doom port uh, to help with the Switch version right off the bat. Uh, Very... So... I fucking love what I saw. Uh, it will readily appear familiar to anybody that's played the uh, 2016's Doom. And maybe I've, I had that kind of... We talked about that where I feel like some detractors can come and be like, you didn't really do that much. Mm-hmm. But one, they did. Mm-hmm. Two, why fix what ain't broke? I was just going to say that, yeah. There were so many good systems and ideas in place there that they only needed to build on it to further that game. Flesh it out more. That's it. One of the things that's kind of a point of interest for me is that they're trying to expand the lore that was in Doom. Mm -hmm. Now, the way that they did it in the original Doom was very much like there's a lot of visual storytelling going on, and then there's also like these little codexes and backstory. It was very Bioshocky. Right, very Bioshocky, where you got to hunt for it yourself. It doesn't distract from the main through line, which is you're there to fuck up demons days mm-hmm. uh but there's you know there's also this narrative thread about the uac why they're there harnessing hell's power and whatnot and i want them to like go deeper into that but also still not like put it put it like first and foremost mm-hmm. you know do the same thing have it to reward me for going out of my way to learn what the doom slayer is because yeah. there's obviously some sort of weird prophecy and history behind this character and they even introduce concept art of demons that are look very familiar to the doom slayer and mm-hmm. it kind of like just brings up so many questions yeah if they're doing stuff like interdimensional travel and mm-hmm. going to different planets i imagine there are other people at play here maybe marines that are long lost that have just been turned into hellions of their own how volition. many yeah how many doom slayers you have don't there know been that beforehand are you the only one what what's the where did you come from i mean you lit in the legit in the what do you call it a reboot or a remake it's a reboot okay so for the reboot 2016 doom you wake up on mars like on an operating table and then you basically just fuck you're like i gotta go they're demons i gotta kill them. so what's <laughs> interesting about doom is that while it is a reboot it does uh pay homage yes, to previous entries in the series and and it even makes references outright to doom one and two story in mm-hmm. fact doom eternal is supposed to be uh, loosely based on doom two uh doom two's narrative mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting that they're like still you know saying like well we want to use that mythology thread that may not have been very um fleshed out whatsoever mm-hmm. We're going to continue with that because you were responding to it. I'm one of the people that responded to it where I was like, yeah, I get it. The kill demons thing. That's all fun. I'm so glad that you finally figured out a, a kind of a gameplay style that really, really works yeah. to marry it with modern day controls to what the concepts of the original were. But I'm really into this Doom Slayer thing, man. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about that. And I hear you get to go to places like uh, Hell on Earth, essentially, which was a scrap concept for Doom 4 originally okay. to be on Earth totally. And even fight in heaven yeah you were telling me about that i was like that sounds really neat 
So I'm excited for this game because it seems like there are a lot of little systems and ideas at play that are going to come together to paint this epic, grueling story. The fact that you get to go to other like planes and planets and all this other stuff. Planes of existence like, is how it's actually like uh, being pitched. Doom 2016 all took place on Mars. It was very homo- homogenized, really red. Very, really red. Look, like this look of red, dead, clay, all this shit everywhere. And after a while, you kind of get lost in it. It feels drab after a while. But this the level designs look really cool all the it looks very textured very colorful mm-hmm. um i don't know i'm very stoked to navigate a lot of those different levels and with the new mechanics that play like the grappling hook traversal and how tight the platforming looks and all that like the platforming is already pretty good in the first place it's a well-oiled machine yeah, but they, what they it made it appears better. to be now and they uh, also mentioned that they are doing the multiplayer component in-house. They didn't reveal mm. too much about it, but that was outsourced yeah. uh, to some degree with the original. I, okay, so they figured out the campaign. They figured out what the foundation of this it game is. It works for them. I, I want them to also rope in the multiplayer and figure out, like, how do we make this make sense for mm-hmm. people? Because we tried to give them that classic quakey feel, yeah. and people didn't respond to it as well as anybody thought they would. Because for me... I played the multiplayer a little bit, and I was like, all right, fuck this. This is not why I like this game. They initially launched, well, before the game came out, they had a multiplayer beta that you could get your hands on. And it was cool, but it felt like there was a disparity between the multiplayer feel and the single player. And obviously, at this point, Uh we know it's because it was two different teams, two different feels. But it it was cool for what it was. It served a purpose. I really didn't put much time into it. That or the level creator. I I want them to explore concepts beyond competitive as well. Like, imagine if you are co-oping with another player, like, you know, doing like a horde mode or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or maybe even sprinkle in enemies in the PvP, where it's like, oh, there's going to be demons chilling around here as well. You got to work through them, and maybe that plays into, like, your mobility Mm -hmm. and and your power-ups and what you're doing. It's like, I I can refresh myself with a few kills. Let's say it gives you, like, extra armor or some shit Mm -hmm. to kill some normal demons and then go after a human player. That would be neat. That'd be to neat. Me. Yeah, I'd be into that a lot. Borrow from like from software with what they do with their PvP stuff. You know, mm-hmm. sprinkle it into the world. I think that'd well, they be really they kind of did that with the in- invasion mode. I wonder if they got a little bit more up their sleeve with that. Hmm. You know, how about how about we get a, a a co-op buddy that you summon or some shit? Ooh, that'd be neat. From another hellscape, like a co-op marine. Another or another doom Ooh. slayer from another reality or some There's shit. There's an idea. Going nuts. Get with us it. in the room with these guys. We have ideas. Id. I'm super stoked. Um, it took me probably six months too long to beat that version of Doom, but I <laughs> yeah. I loved all of it, like the level design, the sound design, the contextual melee kills. That's the best part. Drive that, me wild. That fucking, in this trailer, oh. you rip out a fucking demon's heart, you put it in its mouth, you blow it up, and his fucking head explodes. It looks dope. His little fucking wrist blade, where what? he's like, he's p- stabs it in a dude's chest and then slices him through. Yep. And I'm just like, this is video games. It's so cool. I love it. I'm, I'm so love stoked. It. What I, I, what I need from this though to kind of up the ante, um, most of it's there. I just need more boss fights, and I need epic boss fights. That's true. Because Doom twenty sixteen threw I think three at you, and they were cool, but I just wanted more of it. Trust me, with the fucking, uh, it would be a miss if they don't use the grappling hook for boss fights, where Ooh. you gotta like kind of grapple your way up to certain weak points. Mm-hmm. There you go, ready, but ready made right there, man. You have the ideas, put it together. I trust you guys. Ready, you player, did s- Doom. Let's dial that one back. <laughs> um, but I think it's time to get into our topic, brother. Uh, and the, our topic is a little bit of a rough one. Uh, no no fake Luigi ad copy. You didn't want to talk about Red Dead or anything like that before we move on? I think we could. Uh, yeah, they showed a trailer for Red Dead. Uh, it looks great. I, I don't want to like downplay my excitement mm-hmm. for the game. I'm definitely going to get lost in yeah. the game. I really did with the first Red Dead. Um, I 
there's Rockstar style doing like the kind of vignette showcase thing. It's cool, mm-hmm. but I would actually prefer All what Bethesda did, which is like, hey, we're going to show you like 30 fucking minutes of why this yeah. game matters and what's different. I would prefer that over these, yeah, these, these weird gameplay installments. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, between the last episode, seeing that trailer, and now I'm a bit more hyped for Red Dead because mm-hmm. I know it's probably a feasible thing that's actually going to hit its release window, which is cool. Yeah, no, I, I um, have no doubt in my mind that it's it, going to hit uh, October. It looks gorgeous. The gang system seems cool. The world seems very like alive, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like interactivity with the NPCs. So I don't know. I'm stoked on it. No, that's what's really impressive. Like I was telling you, like that is kind of um, it's the subtle differences because uh, the devil's in the details, especially when it comes to open world games. Yeah. And to have little things like um, you have the ability to kind of like talk to somebody, not not that it's like a dialogue tree thing, but if you're just kind of in the open, you see somebody getting mugged, for mm-hmm. instance, or robbed, and you have the, okay, so in the first Red Dead, all you can really do is stare and then begin shooting. In this one, your character gives you the option of actually saying like, oh, no, buddy, I don't give a fuck about that mm-hmm. and going on. Or you can be like, no, nah, it's time to fess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like just on the fly, like button choices mm-hmm. that you can do to change the dialogue course on it's the fly. The, it's the small things that I think uh, Rockstar pays attention mm-hmm. to that's going to fucking matter in this especially to set it aside i want to wonder how much they sat on and borrowed from like the witcher or some of the more prominent open world games in the last few years rockstar does not live in a bubble they do not live in a bubble mm-hmm. so they are definitely paying attention and i know for a fact that the people that work at that studio yeah. love gaming pay attention to gaming and fucking love and support other games so they have to look at examples like the witcher and be like hmm Let's see what's next. They're not Square Enix. I'm just going to say that right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the rope burn with Daniel. Oh, uh, the rope burn. One episode. other thing before we go into our hot topic of the week. I want to mm-hmm. do another shout-out article of the week. Mm-hmm. If you want to land into that with me. you You actually had read this before I did, and I didn't read up on it until today and it was a very great read um let me pull up my notes real quick sorry i fucked it up you fucked um, it up shout out article of the week it's a uh, polygon's feature the greg miller polygon. story you even wrote it as polygon polygon in here <laughs> whatever it's polygon's feature the greg miller story by colin campbell it's basically a bio piece on the coolest man in video games himself greg miller uh <laughs> he's kind of funny fame he's if you're into gaming, you've heard his name at some point at this point. Of course. But it's it's a really fantastic read. I implore that you go over there, check it out if you have any stake in his career or the kind of funny community or if you're a best friend. Really neat. Really interesting pulls from that article, one of which being that um, before IGN, because that's where he, that was his first footprint in the industry, mm-hmm. he worked for uh, his local newspaper and he would have to interview people for obituaries or like wow. little stories. Basically... Um, his town put up a, a stoplight uh, where there wasn't before because of a very tragic uh, accident. And he had to pretty much interview the father of the daughter that died. Mm-hmm. And for him, that gave him the perspective of like, I've reported on the world's worst, like horrible shit, dredged through it. Mm-hmm. And so he it made some much more gracious about his lifestyle currently that the fact that he has a platform to talk about the things that he loves and kind of spread positivity and create this ecosystem of best friends Mm -hmm. versus seeing the other side because it gave him that perspective and i have such massive respect for the man Um, respect and admiration really definitely definitely one of um when it comes to this whole games media circle he's definitely one of the people that i i pay attention to and kind of mold some of my own standards for he's actually probably one of the biggest reasons we started doing this yeah for sure kind of funny in general him and i i do want to make one thing a lot of people were coming out with their anecdotes about great 
Greg Miller and meeting Greg Miller, mm-hmm. I have one for you. I, I think I've talked about it before, but I was working uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. years back. Had to be 2013, 2014. Okay. It was the first time I did that show. I was working behind the booth at Glitch Gaming Apparel. And he showed up. And I was like, you're Greg Miller. <laughs> and we got into a small conversation. And I kind of told him that I was doing this uh, gaming blog. Uh, remember back in the day, the Red Herb? The Red Herb, yeah. And I was doing that. And he was like, that's cool. That's great. Uh, he was like, my advice, especially if you want to go apply to somewhere like IGN, is that we're turning into this personality first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you, you ha- like my advice is go after video content. Do that. You know? And we just got into a small conversation. I think I gave him a discount on the stupid nice. shirts that we used to sell. And I just remembered that, like, this guy did not know me, met me for literally less than, like, four minutes, and was just like, yeah, I'm going to take the time to talk to you and just be like, yeah, here's some advice, here's what's going on, and mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for being a fan, and walked away. And that is how he is with everyone. Yeah. And I am such mad respect for, for him putting forward that positivity in the industry. That That's one of my favorite things about him. He could be a personality devoid of all that but he is super humble super down to earth really invested in his community meeting mm-hmm. people and talking at length about their stories because like he said to you now in the industry it's very personality based when he broke into ign that was kind of his thing that people were looking at like why are you doing it like this when he yeah. would write reviews and stuff it was like in the eye first person and it got looked at very weird ways like the old guard those ign people who wrote very traditional reviews they're like this isn't going to work and it's not going to land. But little did they know he was ushering in this kind of new era of like mm-hmm. games media types when they did the jump from like that to podcast when they did beyond um, and then started doing more video content. Like, yeah, there couldn't have been a better face or person to make that transition. Mm-hmm. So, so mad respect for Greg Miller, mad respect for uh, Colin Campbell for writing the article. Cause it's really good. Yeah. Actually. I, I can't do a lot of the words there justice. So definitely check it out. It's probably like a 10 minute read if you have, the time for it um his secret sauce though i I love it is just being genuine um caring about the things you do uh people will recognize that in your work and they will be attracted to it even more there's a part in there where i guess they met him like this this couple met him at an event somewhere and they're not into video games they're just into his personality Mm -hmm. and how entertaining and how uh him he is mm-hmm. and i think that's great because watching kind of funny's content doesn't feel like oh they're having discussions about video games and and very professional it feels like hanging out with friends yeah that's why kind of funny's fans are the best friends and i have no qualms with saying i'm a best friend too mm-hmm. i i love it so, he, he does up. that very light intro it's like if you're at all interested in our content or you want to be a best friend you're a best friend automatically like there's no <laughs> initiation we're not going to haze you by throwing video games at you we're not going to make you play I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I almost said it. That's who he is, though. Yeah. That's who he is. Now, we're going to flip the script now that we're on the subject of games media. Time. It's time. Are we going to read another obituary? We're going to read another obituary. Essentially. Yeah, somebody's career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't mean to be a dick. Got I don't him. mean to be a dick. So, I'm going to give you a brief rundown. I got a lot of notes Please. about this, and I'm sure you guys at home already kind of know. Uh, essentially, an IGN editor by the name of Philip Muchen yep. uh, was let go from IGN for uh, allegations of plagiarizing a small YouTuber's uh, review of a game called Dead Cells. Dead Cells is actually made, it's a roguelike Metrovania. It's made by a company called Motion Twin. It's out now. PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. I just wanted to get that out there because I feel bad that this game, which is really good and made with a lot of love, is getting dragged in this controversy. To to spotlight the game first, it's getting rave reviews across the board, like 9.4s, 5s, 10s. I actually was really invested in picking it up when I heard that it was coming to Switch, and 
I my only reluctancy is like I'm already playing a Metroidvania right now. There are Vania. a lot of great Metroidvanias Vania. happening right now. Mm-hmm. Salt and Sanctuary, Chasm, this, and I was just like, I could pick it pick it up and get into it but i feel like i'd be disservicing myself by not giving it my full attention and i don't think i can do that right that's now. a weird hang-up just get the fucking game okay. anyway <laughs> wow <laughs> sorry fuck me right that, that's our that's our endorsement just get the fucking game yeah. hey hey excuses <laughs> so uh the youtuber in question uh his na- well his channel's called boomstick gaming mm-hmm. by the way i really love the shout outs to evil dead in fact their twitter handle is at deadite agk groovy i don't know what agk means uh, but groovy groovy yeah. as fuck dude so they did a little video review for uh dead cells and noticed one day uh ign has a review that's suspiciously similar when it comes to verbiage and format and everything mm-hmm. okay so boomstick made a video themselves basically just said ign copied my dead cells review what do i do yeah it was just very like out in the opening really just he wasn't trying to attack anybody or cause a fuss he was just genuinely concerned that something he worked hard on was being plagiarized in this very transparent way and obviously he's never been put in this position he noticed and he wanted to see if other people noticed too and that video currently is sitting at over a million plays Mm -hmm. Yeah. So IGN pulled the article down very quickly. Mm-hmm. It awesome. wasn't an article, it was a video. Oh, video. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so they, they pulled down the review. Let's just keep it a review. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, they left it with a note saying, we're going to investigate this matter. And they came to a conclusion, said, uh, we're letting Philip go. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much tells you what their investigation yielded. I want to point out that IGN handled this totally professionally. Mm-hmm. There's no arena net flavor in this discussion here they heard the complaint did something temporarily and then after an investigation came to a conclusion that is exactly how a corporation should conduct itself in a matter like this shout out to them like they could have done any number of things with this they could have kept them on they could have been like oh no that's not plagiarism but they 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 did it back too they did it with a lot of grace and brand integrity and really just wanted to respect the community and boomstick himself and i think it was probably one of the hardest weeks for ign but the way they recovered was great right and i think the grand point before we get a little deeper in this is that the actions of one should not indict an entire company yes as has been the problem as of late with this sort of mob culture online where people just tend to jump on this one person representing a whole brand it's like no it's that one person's action yeah ign is a company of individuals that love what they do yeah okay so to kind of people are going out there like of course ign fucking steals from youtubers and ign's paid for the reviews and all that and that's not the reality of it Mm -hmm. and if you think that's reality i would really 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 love for you to prevent or present evidence that that's true now what happened with this is exactly that they somebody presented evidence that hey i think this is what's going on and ign reacted and said yes we agree with you that's not a good look we take this very seriously Mm -hmm. I made the point on our own Twitter is that plagiarism is one of the worst things that you can do, especially like in the writing field. Because even mm-hmm. the, this is a video that that is uh, Boomstick Gaming's writing. That's their script. Yeah, because people might not realize there's a lot of components that go into putting together a video review, editing, music, uh, mm-hmm. gameplay. They have to play the game. Yeah. Um, and then writing the script, of course. So Right. So it feels like for a writer to have your voice taken from you. And yeah. we're... It's a different discussion to say that, oh, somebody can come to the same conclusion or have very similar observations and opinions in someone else. That's not what's happening here. 
I, if, if you want audience, I can go through the comparisons. I don't think that's necessary. In fact, there's a, a great article from Jason Schreier about this whole topic, essentially. Uh, originally, the article was IGN Pools Review After Plagiarism uh, Accusations. You can find that on Kotaku. And you can see the comparisons between um, uh, the Dead Cells review that Boomstick did mm-hmm. versus what Philip put out there. And also, we went back in time a little bit, and also, apparently, Philip had a FIFA 18 review that looks to have been lifted from uh, Nintendo himself. Life. No. No, it wasn't? No, it wasn't okay. Shrier. No, okay. N- Nintendo Life was... Gotcha. Was that. No, Shrier was just pointing out. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. This is, this is close to this, this is close to this. Yeah. yeah. So, Boomstick, in his response to, with that tweet, he actually posted a side-by-side comparison, and it's... Im- embarrassing how much this man copied his work like yeah like mark for mark like you couldn't have changed it up a little bit at all no he did (laughs) he did he did change it up a little bit yeah and that's the fuck all Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is still the same content yeah. it is still the same ideas it's still all there and some of the word choices are exact yeah. fast and fluid okay so <sighs> boomstick has been very they've okay let's let's be honest of course he his channel's gotten an uptick i'm sure he's getting support about this mm-hmm. and i'm sure he's getting attention that he's never had before yeah and but they're still trying to be humble about it in fact i got a conversation between him and uh, him and colin moriarty whatever your opinions are i'm just reporting through through twitter via through twitter via tweets uh colin was actually asked about the situation and his response was i loathe lazy people and plagiarists are Mm -hmm. the epitome of that writing reviews is shockingly easy First of all, thanks for being completely reductive, Colin. High five on that one. I'm sorry, dude. You've been writing reviews and walkthroughs your whole life. It's not that easy for everyone. It's not that easy yeah. for everyone, but thanks for issuing a statement that just <laughs> really yeah. uh, is whatever. Dude. Anyway. Anyway, Boomstick did respond and said, hopefully Philip has learned from his mistakes and continues to better his ethics while he hopefully still works at IGN. My dude, <laughs> hats off to you, son. And then even Colin had to say... I like your graciousness mm-hmm. and your willingness to forgive. Says a lot about you. Yeah. I agree. I do agree. It says a lot about him to not not want to have the lynch mob tear apart this person. Like, he, he hasn't been like, yeah, fuck this guy. Go down, vote him. He, there's no call to action on his part. No. My dude was wronged, and he didn't know what to do about it, so he spoke up, and that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Philip, on the other fucking hand, there's more to this story, isn't there, Daniel? There is. It gets worse. He responded. He issued his actually, own YouTube video. Yesterday, right? Yes, he did. Yesterday. And Philip, uh, that's how he actually got uh, the offer to IGN. He used to do a lot of YouTube videos about gaming mm-hmm. and IGN noticed. That's kind of the, you know, that, that that's the dream, isn't it? For me, that is. And it, at least, like, yeah. when I was younger and even still to a small degree, I really wanted to work for a company like IGN. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to have my writing out there. I wanted to put in the effort and be in that ecosystem that's I, want, cool. I wanted to be games media dog you know i i'm kind of there with you i didn't want to do games media but i definitely wanted to work for like prima and do like strategy guides <laughs> all right like i'm sense. super about that that's cool and like that's what i want and that's a dream to be like hey i'm making my own content like for say for instance with the redherb.com my mm-hmm. little blog that i did where i would write about news and stuff you know regardless of whether or not it was breaking or not i was mm-hmm. just trying to get my opinion out there my voice yeah and you know, with the hopes that maybe somebody would notice one day, you know, I, I could have gone after that a little harder, Yeah. but to see somebody like Philip get that opportunity and disrespect it so utterly by doing something like this, like even if you, even if the circumstances are like, oh, well, IGN is like a fucking high octane job and there's a lot of demands and pressures on you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Brian Altano went on Twitter saying like, ask for help. 
Yeah. Like if you if you're suffering in silence, don't. You could ask for help anybody. If you're struggling with something, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna come at you and be like, okay, well you're fucking fired. Fuck you. Or just call it maybe like if you're not done with it, call it a review in progress. Exactly. Like <laughs> you need more time. Yeah. Or something. Anything. Anything, my dude. Except for what you did, and as Jason Schreier has pointed out, what you continue to do. Now th- this is where it gets interesting. So this video, I watched it. It is very much a non-apology. Yeah. Here's one quote from it, Daniel, from (laughs) Philip. Philip says, The bottom line is that what happened with the Dead Cells review was not at all intentional. So, with that said, I just want to apologize to everybody at IGN for all of the undeserved criticisms and doubt that may have been sparked in their credibility as a respected source for games media. So, my dude went out and actually said, like, I take full responsibility for this situation, but any comparisons to Boomstick Gaming's Mm -hmm. uh, review are false, are unintentional, (laughs) and should not be viewed as such. And even when went to the next degree and said, Jason Schreier's trying to dig up dirt on me, trying to say that one of my other reviews, my FIFA 18 review, is inauthentic. And here is what he decided to say. In this non-apology video, which, by the way, as you pointed out, he did not straight up apologize to Boomstick whatsoever. He apologized to IGN, which is, yes, you <laughs> owe them an apology and yeah. an explanation in the least, not a fucking skirt-around response. But you also owe a massive one to Boomstick, who handled this way better than you did. But anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here's what he said to Schreier through his video. You can keep looking, Kotaku, and please let me know if you find anything. Which, by the way, their news editor, Jason Schreier, tried to imply that my FIFA 18 review was also inauthentic by claiming that I copied it from Nintendo Life. Uh, And that's just so not the case. Maybe he was implying that if you have similarly opinionated reviews, then you're just plagiarizing. Or maybe he's just trying to get as many clicks off my name right now as possible. Or maybe he just likes kicking people when they're down. I don't know. Check it out for yourselves, and you be the judge. I'm going to say something right now. Schreier's on fire. He is one of the most notable names in gaming, journalism, and media right now. For I don't think he needs to fucking piggyback on that and do clickbaity stuff. He sure as fuck doesn't. And <laughs> so. if you want to look at anybody who has backbo- backbone in the industry and cares about his job as a journalist, mm-hmm. that's Schreier. He's one of the few people still doing the hard journalism. Like, So, Philip. I, I have a few words, and ultimately, other people bring up the case, like, wh- why are we still talking about this? Like, this guy should be quickly forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with that sentiment. I feel like, yep, damage done. Your career is over. Let's forget about you, man. We're going to go on the wayside and move on. Mm-hmm. This video incited a little extra anger for me because it called up to mind. It's like, I would love to be in that position. I would love to, to be working for a, a reputable company like IGN, no mm-hmm. matter what someone's opinions about their business practices or whatever you have. I still think it's it's a great platform. They have a great message. They mm-hmm. do great content. That's what it is. They're the biggest in the world for a reason. Okay? Mm-hmm. Simple as that. To see someone like Philip do what he did and fuck it up so royally and then in the fucking aftermath continue to be a scumbag, Mm -hmm. Philip, you're a fucking clown. Yeah. You're an absolute fucking clown and you should be forgotten and you continue to bury your own grave. I can't disagree. Sorry. (laughs) You don't do that. I don't know what would have been worse though, like to him, for him to issue this sort of apology he did or not say anything at all. I would actually, at this point, I would have preferred his silence to that despicable video Mm -hmm. where I take responsibility and then continue to prove that you were not. 
yeah. that you did not learn from this. And in fact, one of the writer of the Nintendo Life FIFA 18 review said, I cannot believe that he just learned nothing from this. Yeah, I think actually he might have taken the video down because I went to go look for it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, the downvotes were disgusting. Actually, it was like I have the link in the article. Thousand to like, a thousand upvotes to like 8,000 downvotes. You're correct. The video is currently unavailable. Yes. Good. It's not good. No. It's not a good I look. don't know what it serves. Um, and you want to say, like, any good atten- any attention is good attention, but it's like, no, this is bad for you, dude. And it's a you del- did You did a cardinal sin in writing, in journalism. <laughs> and to, to have this diluted backpedaling uh, statement, shut up, Philip. Yeah. The best thing you can do is shut up. I... I'm a writer as well, to some capacity. I don't. I never did video game writing. I did stuff for my own publication. It was like a music-based thing. Because um, I at one point too, I wanted to work for like a music um, public. I wanted to work for Alt Press, like really bad. That was like my high school dream, like to just work for that magazine. And to think that like I could write something on because my platform was Tumblr that anybody could take anything that <laughs> I wrote and, and use it as their own. I was just like, well, that would suck. I don't know that it ever happened. It could have, but like whatever. It's neither here nor there. I didn't get paid for any of that, but mm-hmm. like I put time and effort into those words, like any writer does. And it's right. just, it's a shame to have somebody just kind of come along and be like, hmm, I like your work. I'm lazy. I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. For for your own gain. Yeah, and that's you're getting fantastic. paid for it. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a bad look, and I know it's a it's a tarnish on IGN's reputation, mm-hmm. and uh, that which is a shame because I know IGN couldn't have known. You know, it's not like they're fucking hardwired into every article yeah. on the internet and know when one of their writers is doing exactly what Philip did. That was a lot of pe- what people were saying. Like, well, you should have known. You should have better like gatekeeping. There's you no should have way. vetted them. And it's like you don't know what somebody's gonna do once they have the job. Like, I'm sure yeah. he produce great content and writing samples like leading into the interview but then like you don't know that he's going to do this i feel like though somebody should have looked at it Mm -hmm. a little more heavily um his one of his defenses was well before i write a review i look at all the other reviews so i can kind of have like a great greater idea of what i want to talk about and and framework and what not and some people are like no you actually shouldn't look at other people's reviews before you do yeah in fact a lot of other (laughs) editors for a lot of the other different sites were just like um i've always had that as a standard where i i keep myself in the dark Mm -hmm. so that my opinion's not affected by somebody else's review or anything and i've had that happen to me too where like i'll I'll go to like you know when i was doing the red herb i would write a review but i'd happen to read another one i'm just like you get it stuck in your head where it's like damn they did make a very good point yeah. about this that started to form my own opinion mm-hmm. i hate that <laughs> so so we, the best practice is to stray away from that and i think that's a learning point that every writer has yeah. uh, especially in that ecosystem mm-hmm. but what philip did that's not oh my god it's <laughs> i don't want to beat i don't want to beat a dead horse no because it's there's only so many things you could say about it mm-hmm. but it is what he did, A, was career suicide. B, it was not cool. C, fuck him. And D, he's going to have a really hard time recovering from this. He's not the sort of witty, uh, do-it-all-himself sort of guy that, you know, other people have been in these situations. Like, he's no PewDiePie. He's no Colin Moriarty. He's, like, I don't think he's going to have a similar rebound where he can come out of it and be like, well, I'm going to do my own shit now and people are going to follow me. No. There's a mar on your name. You marred the industry. And people are going to have trouble coming to your brand now. Which which is totally deserved. I do wish him the best. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wish that he finds some path sure. uh, that works for him, whether it still be in the gaming ecosystem or not. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to follow his content. I'm not going to support him. I'm going to be honest. I didn't follow any of his content beforehand. I couldn't name you any other thing he's written or video done that I've seen. 
So. Well, now his legacy is that he's a learning lesson for other people yeah. with his platform. You, you don't take from others. And you'd be better. You, you have to have these personal standards that you uphold because that's what's going to get you. Uh, that's what's going to build you a following. That's what's going to push you forward. That's what's going to make your life better. Don't be that. Don't be a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. That's it. I honestly wish he had done this instead. Um, instead of going doing an about face and kind of like making his own video, uh, Colin Moriarty actually offered up on Twitter to fly him out there and have him on a show and talk to him. And I didn't know what like to what capacity it would have been, but I would have liked to see it be a little more conversational, maybe have him explain himself or make a better apology instead of like this isolated thing that he did that he thought was okay, but it wasn't. The other point was that like, why are we still supporting his brand whatsoever? Like, what do we need to hear from him? His actions spoke louder. Mm-hmm. So why have an interview yeah, with him? That's true. I agree. Discourse is important. On the other end, it's like, I do want him to go away because I'm, mm-hmm. After what after that video especially, I was like, he doesn't have anything valuable to yeah. add to this and he's it's certainly the wound is too fresh for him to even like sensibly respond to it. Yeah. I think initially before I saw the side by side video comparison, I was like, Well maybe it's just a coincidence, but then it's like, <laughs> No, it's not a coincidence, nope. my dude. Like it is very glaring. He even used some of the similar gameplay moments while talking about certain things. <sighs> it's a fucking it's it's a dis it's a disappointment. It's a disappointment. It That's is all. a huge disappointment. But Muchin, whatever. You did what you did. Um, Brandon Tyrell came out for IGN and did a second <laughs> review, another video review. Mm-hmm. It was actually really great. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. His verbiage is awesome. The way he talks about it makes me want to play it even more. So don't let this instance kind of like shy you away from IGN or the game itself. Like Check that review out because and, it's better and it has more integrity. And don't let the purchase <laughs> of other metroidvania games stop you from picking up dead cells listen i just want to get through hollow knight man there's such a game there (laughs) fuck dude well i think that uh wraps it up for us daniel but i do want to put forward a special note Mm -hmm. this is the first episode in a very long time where we didn't mention quantic dream or david cage whatsoever dude i'm proud of us we did we did it it was a good old-fashioned mukbang, and we didn't have talked about Cage. Oh, i feel good not talking about david cage do you feel lighter do you feel a little bit yeah uh because I've been of lawsuits. David Cage Cage for such a long time, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say what's 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 up, what's down, what's uh what's appropriation <laughs> from actual cultural events that shouldn't be translated into your dumb dumb overwrought video game. Your stupid it, robot game. We we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Our t-shirts are under the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Size small. But this this has been a good one. Um, again, we appreciate you guys, uh, whether new or old, for sticking out with us the past mm-hmm. two years or however many months you've been along for the ride. Uh, your ears and eyes and attention mean the world to us. Most of your eyes. Grant us eyes. <laughs> grant us eyes. <laughs> like you but, did to uh, Rom. Little housekeeping. You can uh, check us out on Twitter at Save Room Show, or you can check out our uh, individual Twitch streams. Uh, mine is twitch.tv slash the red herb mm-hmm. and daniel is twitch.tv slash the red herb oh wait we're not doing the plagiarism thing we're no- oh, oh shit low blow dog <laughs> slash dungeons and daniel damn dude damn daniel Mm. um we're also trying to do something new going forward uh we want to kind of hopefully nobody beats us to this uh make a save room twitch so we can start doing original content for the show on there and host our individual streams right so. uh so that'll be us going forward we i honestly just need to do that this yeah. weekend just do it this weekend don't even worry oh fucking give me action items and whatnot anyway <laughs> but thank you so much guys have a great night and is it night where when you're listening to this does not matter we post it's, it in the afternoon usually. it's broad daylight yeah. when we're recording it too yeah. that's a have a good statement. life i just 
Good night. <laughs> <laughs>